Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Dear Cheaters. I'm Robert Kelly. I'm Gabby Bryan. And we are back. We're back. I'm glad to be back, and I'm, I'm actually excited about this episode. We have a very interesting guest on today, a different angle. Mm-hmm. Of, um, you know, usually we'll have somebody who thinks they're being cheated on or has been cheated on. Today, which is, you know, I think a first, we have a cheater. Recovered. Cheater. Recovered cheater. And uh which it's it's funny. It's not funny, but to me, it's uh it's because I I I you know if you read this guy's uh profile that we have, I mean we're very similar. We have a lot of similarities in our lives. And you know, being uh an ex-cheater, being somebody who was confronted with this, you know, addiction. I mean, you can't, mm-hmm. you know, people think, oh, why'd you cheat? You know, it's, it's like, a, it's just like, why do you eat? Why do you do drugs? Why do you do heroin? Why can't you stop drinking? And I think that, you know, out of all the addictive personality ones or the addictions, food in this one, cheating is one of the hardest to uh, kind of acknowledge. Right. And to, to, because food you need and cheating, ah, it's just sex. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just get, yeah, you got to get laid, and for men, it's like that's what men do. We get laid. That's, we're cavemen. We're not supposed to be monogamous. What is that voice? What is that voice? <laughs> that's the voice in my head. <laughs> oh, it's bad. You should. I was, I was doing the voice that women do. It's kind of like an old French man. <laughs> what is it? Oh, I'm a cheater, and do, do, do. who is that? I really, I really did become an old French guy. I want croissants. And, uh, oh, look at this girl's ass. She's so, I want to cheat on my wife. Oh, that went no, vampire. Now you're a vampire. That's great. So yeah, I relate to this guy and I, and I was reading it. I'm like, oh my, I mean, of course I don't relate to, you know, the, you know, read, read, read some of the stuff off for us, Joe, please. So Rick is 55. He lives in Los Angeles. He's a, he's a self-proclaimed serial cheater. He's been cheating his entire life. He's cheated in every relationship he, uh, he can remember. He's married to his second wife. They've been together for eight years. And she basically gave him an ultimatum. So Rick, Rick uh, is in the motorcycle club lifestyle. And if you know anything about that, it's not a lifestyle that's very conducive to monogamy. No. Uh, I'll let him t- give you the details on uh, what club he was in yeah. and, and, and if, if, if he wants to, yeah. uh, but his wife gave him a mul- an ultimatum when he got close to actually becoming a patched member. And, uh, you know, within those clubs, there's a lot of cheating going on. And, and for a guy who's a, a self-proclaimed serial, a serial cheater, that's a bad environment. What a, what a, what a, a tough woman to be able to right. go, Hey, listen, <laughs> let me tell you something. I'm out of here. If you don't stop. That's cool. It's cool. That's a tough, that's a tough woman to be able to put her foot down to a motorcycle guy. Yeah. And I, I love it too. Cause he, uh, he's like, I'll let him tell you what gang. Cause you don't want to get your ass whipped. Do you Joe? Oh yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I know. I know enough not to say anything out loud without permission. Yeah, right, exactly. You got his rules. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I relate them, of course, not to being in a motorcycle gang or being tough or you should you join know, one. And Maybe other. it'll I toughen you up. I had a Vespa once. That's so not even close. That's horrible. Horrible news. I, I hate that. I know that. I had a Vespa and I called it the white unicorn. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I just gave it a nickname. And oh, I, I go to the cellar with it and I made Keith get on it and, and hold on to my belly button as I drove him around the block. I would die to see that. Yeah, they they actually made fun of me so bad I got rid of it. Yeah, that makes sense. I sold it to a Russian. I would have bought it from you. Uh, what would you do with it? Ride it, immediately crash it. Exactly. Be sent to the hospital. Yeah, I got to deal with your dad. I'm not doing oh. that. He'd scream at you. He so he'd sue me. He'd sue me. <laughs> now, is Rick still in the motorcycle gang or did he give that up too? As far as I know, he has removed himself from that situation entirely. And he's and he's yeah. now in, in like a 12 step recovery program for sex addiction. Oh wow. Right, which is uh that's a tough thing to do, man. Tough thing to do. I've been to one SA meeting in my life. But here I was such a sex addict, I was like I wanted to bang the old lady hosting the meeting <laughs> right just to see if you could conquer yeah it was weird i had to kind of go into aa i had to go to therapy therapy is what helped me because it was a neutral place i could go and tell somebody everything without it affecting without it ruining my life right. i can't go to my friends and tell them my deepest darkest because they'll fucking tell somebody They'll immediately tell something. And that's the thing. When you get a therapist, you realize that you've been annoying the living shit out of your friends for years. Well, I couldn't even talk to my friends about that shit. You know, yeah, I well, your friends are assholes. Idiots. Yeah. You have the worst friends. Yeah, I do. They're terrible people. They're bad, bad people. They're bad human beings. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and I can't tell my wife. Why? Because, well, I'm going to say, oh, man, I was at the store today and this chick, I wanted her to suck my dick so bad. I want, I mean, what's, what's she going to go? Well, what'd you do, honey? Did you work through it? No, she's going to go <laughs> fuck off and tell me to leave. And break the windows in the house. Yeah. I can't be like, oh, I was at the show the other night and this girl that blows me every time I go to Tampa showed up and she, she wanted, and I, and I, I was going to let her do it. And, you know, and then I pulled out in the last second and I didn't, I'm so proud of myself. Good for you, honey. Great, you, honey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dinner's ready. So you did such a good job. What? What? Let's get some eggs in you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You go to a therapist and say, you know, hey, I had an incident this weekend, or this girl's calling me, or this girl sent me. Uh, I hate how you say girl. That's what's bothering me right now because I'm picturing a girl, a young girl, where now, really it's a woman. These are forty-five. To 47-year-old women. No, I haven't cheated in, in, since I was in my 30s, honey. I haven't cheated. I've been married for 14 years. No, I'm, I know. Plus two years before that, they were girls. Right. That was, what do you think I was baiting? At 35, I was banging, or 32, I was banging 50-year-old women? No. Right. Yeah. I was banging dummies like you. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Chicks, I was banging chicks with hopes and dreams like you. I abandoned those during the pandemic. I have none. Who thought I could help them in this business. <laughs> All right. Well, Gabby, our, our guest is here for the show. I'm very excited to have him uh, on the, the Dear Cheaters. Uh, so why don't you introduce him like you always do? Because you're the introducer. You're much better at it than me. Wow. Thank you so much. Yeah. We have Rick on the podcast. 
Rick? How you doing? How's Hi. it going? It's going good. It's going good. Um, things, life is good now. It's, it was bad. It was rough a while ago, but it's good. I was, I was telling Gabby, you know, we usually, we, so far we've had people who have uh, been, been cheated on. And then when we got the, uh, we, we got the info on you where we actually have a cheater. Uh, and I read your story. I was telling G uh, Gabby how much I related to it myself. We have uh, very similar uh, circumstances where uh, it was, uh, you know, listen, either you get better or I got to go uh, pretty, pretty much. So can you tell us what what kind of happened? Uh, yeah, give me a second. It's kind of tough. Um, yeah. um, so um, I don't know where to begin. So basically back in july 9th my wife walked out she had enough of my crap um and uh it just crippled <laughs> excuse me um, it crippled me just took everything out of me um and i had to take a big step back and uh look at my life and what i was doing and all the things that i've done to her for years and uh we've been married we just celebrated eight years this past december Congrats. So, uh, yeah, I was, I was glad we made it. Um, so my story is that, yeah, just for years or probably the last few years, I started cheating more on my wife um, and more of it, not physical, but more of a, like my wife would call it online cheating. I would talk to girls online. Um, Facebook basically is really, it was like my big fishing pond. Yeah. Cast a line out there and, Sooner or later, somebody's going to bite. So I would always talk to somebody. Um, I was also riding with the motorcycle club that that just that wasn't really good. So I was out riding with the motorcycle club, drinking on the weekends, chasing other women. And then I would come home and yell at my wife, like, where's my dinner? Where's my food? Why isn't this clean? Just, you know, and, and now that I look back at it, I just think, wow, I'm surprised you stayed with me this long. So, uh, at, yeah. It, you know, and I just, I had this attitude that I was the shit, you know, I can have anybody I want. And uh, if you don't like it, leave, I can replace you tomorrow. And there was one day I sat there and told her, I said, I'm at the point where I wouldn't care if you left. Well, <laughs> give it a week later. And she took me up on that and said, guess what? I'm leaving. She walked, packed her shit and walked out. And I really, I, I was like shocked. I was like, you're serious. And, uh, then I got an email a few days later. <laughs> I, I, yeah. That she had filed for divorce. And, uh, man, I just, I was going to do anything and everything uh, to, uh, to get my wife back. So I reached out to some friends. Uh, that were in AA meetings because um, I'm a competitive bodybuilder and I've been competing for about 25 years. <laughs> um, so to do some of that, I also had to do what everybody does in that sport to be at the national level I was and to win the way I was. You go to the dark side and you take performance enhancing drugs. Well, as the years went on, I didn't realize how much it would change my mental attitude. Mm. Um, and 
it just slowly and progressively changed how I was. And I never realized it. So when she left, I had to reach out to someone and say, hey, I think I've got a problem. You know, all these years, everybody's been telling me this. And I was like, I denied it. So a friend pointed me to AA. So I started going there. And then another friend pointed me to another place called Sex Love Addictions. Um, And so I've just involved myself in all that. And, um, you know, backed off the steroids and started cleaning myself up. Um, Did everything I could to show my wife, man, that it's not the life I want. Uh, and uh slowly but surely she started to talk to me because uh, like she blocked me on my phone she blocked me on all social media she just had nothing to do with me and um so slowly but surely she would take a call or she would take a message on messenger and she would apply and then one day we had lunch for a little bit um, but she still kept her distance, and uh, which I totally understand. I, you know, I, I would have. I'm surprised she even talked to me after everything I've done. I mean, there's probably not enough time today to tell you just the jerk I was doing, I was being. So, uh, but again, you know, after after a few months, then we actually got together and sat down and talked, and I showed her everything that I was doing, and. You know, and, she, and at that time, she still said, I'm glad you're doing that. You're going to be a better person for it. But I don't think this is going to work. I can't do this anymore. So I, I just told her, I'm not giving up. I'm not going to fight. <laughs> so uh, I fought and fought. I kept doing everything I could. Kept doing these meetings. Um, I went back to church. Just everything I could do to center myself and be a better person and uh, – uh, one of the things was I deleted Facebook. Um, and I did, I did that in front of my wife so that she knew, hey, I'm not, because I've done this before. I, I would deactivate Facebook. I would deactivate all social media. And sure enough, a couple months later, I'd go back on. Yeah. Same thing would happen again. I'd start talking to other women. So this time I said, look, I'm going to delete it, not deactivate it. I want you to see, I want you to see me delete, hit that delete button. Let me ask you a question. Can I ask you a question? The how long oh, yeah. have you been? How long have you been? Uh, uh, I would say because I've been sober and and, and alcoholics and honest for thirty six years. I've like I said, uh, I had a very similar situation where I was going to lose my wife, now girlfriend. Then, literally, just said the same thing. She said, "I'm I'm I'm going to." She fa- and it's funny because it was, you know, with the. Technology really fucked was really a, a hard thing because when camera phones and social media and the ability to act out my addiction became easier with all these things. The tools. And somebody could send me a video of them naked or or wow. naked pics or <laughs> go on the computer and, and and do all this stuff. It was just easier to cheat and it was harder for me to resist because somehow I felt like I wasn't cheating. I felt like it was something else. It was, mm. wasn't real because I wasn't doing it. And she found out all this stuff in all one fail swoop. And I got the same thing. And, and, and what, how, how long ago, first of all, how long ago was it? How long have you been clean or away from it? And also what was that moment 
inside of you because I remember when she asked me, my wife said, if my girlfriend at the time said, if either you change or I go. And I said, I didn't say yes. I said, can I have a couple days? Because I know me. I'll say yes. I'll tell you what you want to hear. I am a master manipulator. I know how to do this. I needed to, I said, I need to, I need to make sure I'm real about this. And I, I actually took a couple of days and, and talked to my friends and, 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 uh, and, and finally one, every friend of mine was like, you're a piece of shit. Just go be a piece of shit. Leave her, let her go. Be you. You're, you're garbage. Be you. And there was only one friend who said, try to get help, try to get help, treat it like the program. And if you can't do it in eight months, you know, you can let her go, but at least you tried. If you don't try, you'll regret it for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And I did try. And now I, you know, of course, uh, 17 years later, you know, we're a house and a beautiful son and stuff like that. And I love my wife and I cry all the time too, dude. I, you're crying right now. And I'm a sympathetic <laughs> crier, but dude, I, I'll be looking at my wife in the living room and I'll just start crying. And she's like, why? I'm like, I fucking love you. You know what I mean? It's just That's it. That's when, it. You, when you suppress those feelings for so long, yeah. you learn how to cut them off. When you reconnect those cords, it's overwhelming. You know, so oh, yeah. when was that? How long have you been like sober or clean off of this, your, your addiction? And, and what was that moment? Well, my addiction, you know, my addiction is really, I need that attention. My addiction is seeking other women and probably steroids. And so the day she left, I stopped talking to everybody because as much as I was talking about how big I was and I can have anybody I want and you can leave. When it came right down to it, I didn't want them. The woman I wanted was right there in front of me the entire time. Right. So when she left, man, it was that, that was that, it was that moment. Wow. That was, I was done. You know, I, that, the day she left, I even called my buddy that was in the club and I said, Hey, you know, um, I can't hang out. I, I can't ride with you guys anymore. I, you know, I was getting ready to prospect for a, for a well-known uh, MC club and I had to back out. And I lost a lot of them. A lot of them were really pissed. They were really pissed about this. But some of them were really, some of them were really cool about it. And they said, "Hey, you know, don't ever let anything come between you and your wife." Right. Um, I, I had one of my brothers even tell me, "I knew this was going to happen because you were out there fucking around all the time." Yeah. And, I, and I was kind of shocked by that because I thought, "We're a motorcycle club. This is what we do. We drink. We chase women. <laughs> this is, yeah. this is what my idea was." So. Um, yeah, so it's been it's been you know, I haven't counted the days, but I know I'm coming up on seven months of not talking to other women. That's good. I've, I've got a sponsor, so I work my steps, and I know when I have those days, yeah. I reach out to my sponsor. If not, I reach out to people from the church. Um, it's gotten to the point where me and my wife, because my wife has five years sober, she's a recovering alcoholic. Right. Um, so now we're to the point where we can talk about our steps i can mm. come to her and tell her i'm working step four right and it's, and it's hard i'm like oh my god i feel so bad about myself because i have to look at myself and take that inventory i'm like and so we can talk about that we now we have that common we have that um, that in common right so when i'm having a bad day i'll tell her and she'll get out a daily scripture 
or a date, a devotional that she has from her AA books, and she'll read those to me, and we'll go through this together. Wow. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's been an amazing journey. Um, we both have lost friends over this because. <laughs> Like with you, I had so many friends say, no, just leave her. Because my big deal with my wife was she doesn't work. So I'm the sole provider. And I used to always say, oh, well, since I make the money, I do all this. I can do whatever I want. Right. There's just, ego to it. Yeah, exactly. My ego was just, you know, big. And intoxicating, truly. And ego can be just as intoxicating as booze. Oh, it, it is. It's very intoxicating. You know, I go to the gym. I used to walk into the gym with this giant ego, like, yeah, fuck you guys. You know, I'm this biggest, baddest guy here. I want all these shows. You know, I've never awesome. done that. I've never walked into <laughs> walked the into gym. a gym. <laughs> <I've> never... <laughs> I even changed gyms just so I could not be around the people that I pissed off or so it's humbling. Now I go to the gym and I just I have a smile to my face. Now I I don't approach other girls just to say, oh, hey, let me show you how to do it this way that, you know, <laughs> or even girls that approach me and go, hey, can you help me do this? And I'm like, and my wife now is and now my wife works out with me more, which right. I'm happy with because it keeps other girls from from coming and approaching me. Right. But they still approach when she's not there. I'm like, and, my, and I now I see it. I'm like, you just saw me yesterday with my wife. Right. And you're coming up to me today when she's not here. And asking for help. How do you deal with, you know, because I'm a stand-up comedian. And the toughest part for me, <laughs> because, look, it's not like in a, a, a biker gang, but, you know, it's the lifestyle. It's the lifestyle. It's on the road, getting on stage, and girls coming up after, and, you know, hey, I can't wait to see, and all that stuff. And you're in a hotel room they pay for, and it's, you know, you're alone. And it was hard for me. It seems like, which is a good thing, is that you didn't saw the arm off. You just cut it off. You left the thing. And, you know, por like porn, I had to stop watching porn because porn was fucking getting me fucking going again. I was like, ah, you know, I want to go do some weird shit in a hallway somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, it was hard for me to be alone. It was hard for me to be alone. Uh, and not, and you, you say you're, she comes back on weekends, but how do you deal with that now? Mm. When I have those days when something's, you know, just like you, when I have those bad days, man, I look for a meeting. Meetings, meetings save me. It's those meetings and I am too easily tempted. Yeah. And so I need these meetings. So yeah, when I'm alone, um, I'm usually reading through my SLA books. I'm talking to my sponsor. I, I'm much closer to my family now, my kids and my, my mom. Um, I've reconnected with my brother. Um, so we talk. So that's kind of, that's replaced the going out and riding at the club all the time and or going out to bars and hanging out at bars, um, which was really tough because for a while I was like, it's Friday night and I'm sitting home doing laundry. You know, usually Friday <laughs> right. night I was, Friday night, I was out somewhere riding, somewhere drinking and chasing women, you know, right. or, and so now it's, you know, I'm home on the weekdays and I'm at night when I get home, I'm cleaning. Um, but yeah, it's, it was, it's still, it's still an adjustment to not being out doing all this stuff and um, not, not getting ready to compete. Cause you know, that was the other thing my wife said, I'm done with the competing. I'm done with all the steroids. I'm done with 
all the attitudes and all this stuff. She said, if you want to continue to compete, go on, do it, but I can't be part of it. So that was another big adjustment was to give up my competition because I do enjoy it. I enjoy it, but all the side effects that come with it, all the, the steroids you have to do, all the the eating and everything, it's just, it's so time consuming and it's so self-centered. Um, it was a big adjustment, um, but I'm actually getting used to it. I'm getting used to enjoying pizza or a burger. Yes. Pizza. <laughs> we know. <laughs> or just, you know, like, like for me, the biggest thing is I love to watch hockey, but when I'm prepping to compete, TV's not part of my life. So this year I've been able to actually sit down and watch every single Ducks game and, and watch a game or go to games and right. go to, I've been going to the drag races. And so I've been able to follow things that I really do like yeah. that I couldn't do before. And enjoy them. And, and, and actually enjoy them. And feel yeah. it. Actually, you're right. actually feeling these things. And it sounds like to me that you have a life. Yeah. And that's what it is. You know, I thought, I thought my life was Rick being a bodybuilder, Rick being a motorcycle, Rick being a biker. And now I can just find out that I'm pretty good at being just Rick the husband, Rick the dad. Right. Rick, I'm pretty good at being just Rick. I don't have to be. Right. I always thought if I wasn't a bodybuilder, I, I would lose my identity. Who is Rick now? And, right. it, that, and it still is. It's a little bit of adjustment because I'm like, what do I do? You know, I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm more involved in my job now, which is a big deal because you know I love my job. So um, it's just it's enhanced my life in other areas, uh, which is just it's it's just be, it's becoming better and better every single day. When I kind of you know it's hard because it's good that you the social media I can't stress that enough how fucked up. It's a video game. You it's, you are disconnected from the emotion of cheating because you feel like you're playing a video game. Yeah. Well, it's almost like if you could mainline heroin through your phone, you would do it. You'd just be dead people all over the fucking sidewalk. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it. That's why I say food and sex are the two worst addictions to me because it's acceptable, especially being in a biker gang. You're supposed to. I mean, every persona you see on TV is a guy like you. Is it's almost look, your the the their women should accept that that's going to happen. You know, that's the way it is. Yeah. Comics, show business, same shit. And it's not. It's not when you want when you want to when you like you said uh, was it Dane Cook had a joke. You know, you're in a good relationship when your wife says, "Hey, can I use your phone?" And he doesn't step on it, light it on fire, and go, it's broken. I'm sorry if my phone's broken. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, was, yeah. that was my biggest fear is, hey, can I use your phone? No, you can't touch this ever. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. I would lock my phone up. If I went to the bathroom, it would go with me. Oh, yeah. Phone, I would never leave my phone by itself. And, the, and that's how my wife would catch a lot of my things is that she'd get up in the middle of the night 
and get into my phone. And I could, I still to this day have no idea how she would get into my phone, but she would find pictures, oh, yeah. text messages. She, I mean, we know women, we know how to crack. Oh, we yeah. could be incredible spies. Oh, that she always says this time. She should have been a detective. And I'm like, you should have well, been because, I, because you found stuff I could never have. I, I just didn't know. I remember when my wife found all my stuff. And let me tell you something. I was a professional cheater. I'm a, I was a fucking pro. You know, I, I had all my photos were in a file, in a file, in a file that said uh, Star Wars memorabilia. <laughs> when she found she caught this is what really shook my world. She called me a serial killer. She said, oh, wow. you're, you're like a serial killer. You're just collecting people. It, it, they mean nothing to you. Not, you're going to risk everything. You're living two lives. You're living the life with me where we're, you know, I'm your wife and we go to dinner and we get appetizers and we do Christmas and we go to party, you know, family fun. And then you go and you're fucking murdering people sexually out there. And, and, and then, and, and I found out that you're a fucking killer. That's what she said to me. And it, and it was like, that's exactly what I'm doing. And, but it must've been, it, it's terrible that it happened, but the 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 black the the fucking black cloud when you made that decision and you were like I'm done and you got rid of everything and you admitted it and you were caught and it was over. Didn't you feel that moment of the sun came out? Like it, I don't have that. I don't have to lie anymore. There's no darkness. That moment took a while because I when she left was just in this dark place. Yeah. Um, where I honestly uh, didn't think I'd make it out of. <laughs> um, and when I say, <clears throat> I didn't think I'd make it out of, I didn't think I'd make it through the next day alive. There was so many days. It just, um, it was a dark time for me for a while. It wasn't until I realized one day in a meeting that I was working all these steps or I was doing these meetings for the wrong way, for the wrong reason. I was doing these meetings to try to get my wife back. Yeah. And I had to change my outlook and I had to do those meetings for me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I tr- changed that mindset, that's when it kind of opened up and I felt like, wow, okay, yeah, things are going to be better. And that was my shining moment when I realized I'm going to be okay. I'm going to get through this. So yeah, you had that that moment of clarity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really what it is. It was just that clarity moment. I'm like, wow, things are going to be good. I'm going to be okay. I mean, I've never had that. I still cheat on my wife constantly. Yeah. He's a horrible person. (laughs) (laughs) No, my wife's going to kill me. I got to make sure she's out here somewhere. You know, the, the reason why this is so great to have you on because people think of cheaters, people think the show cheaters that, you know, when we have these, these people that are getting cheated on, um, you know, yes, it, it sucks for them. It's terrible for them, but there's a, it's terrible for the person that's cheating because, because not all the time, I'm not saying some people are just bad people, but a lot of the time, the people that are cheating aren't doing it because they want to they're doing it because they it's it, they don't know how to survive without doing it mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. their survival techniques it's how they live their lives it's how they fill themselves up so they don't feel pain yeah i and again i don't know any statistics or anything or what 
but I honestly don't think that people get up one day and just go, I'm going to go out and cheat. I'm going to go cheat on my wife. It it starts with some kind of disconnect at home. And then, and then a lot of the cheating starts with just an innocent conversation with the opposite sex. And then it just snowballs. And the next thing you know, you're exchanging pictures and you're exchanging sexual texts. And, um, and not that it's ever a justification for why it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, and some people like myself just have things in their past that have happened to them that make that make you, that lead you to get that validation for the other sex, to prove that you're a man. Like for me, like I said, there was times, there was things that happened in my, in my past when I was a teenager um, that led me to always proving that I was a man, that I wasn't gay, that I didn't like what happened to me when I was younger, that, um, and I had to deal with that. I finally had to sit down and admit that something happened to me when I was a teenager. Yeah. I had to deal with that. Um, and it started to show me that that's why I was or part of the reason that I was always seeking that validation from the opposite sex, that yeah. I have a real bad time of having other men touch me. Yeah. You know, I, doctors, it's just, it, it's one of those things that I, I cringe when they do it. I'm just like, and I've had to learn to get over that over the over years. So it's I had the same thing, but you know, I went my first week in rehab uh, when I was fifteen. Uh, my the guy Tom Tompkins, just this gruff guy, smoked fucking misty cigarettes, the slimming sassies, and he he goes uh, he goes what's the what's the thing you what's the worst thing you carry around you never told anybody, and I told him a couple of stupid. He goes no 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 I want to know. The thing that happened to you that you've never told anybody that you carry around that fucks you up when you're alone. And I, and I told him, I go, you know, I did some weird shit with uh, these friends or with these other boys. And I feel like I'm gay. And he goes, hang on one second. And he goes, bring Tommy, Joey and Mikey up here. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And he brought these three other kids. He goes, you ever, you ever fool around? You ever fuck around with one of your friends? Do you ever fuck around with a guy? Do you ever do some weird shit with it? And they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, you're not alone. The same shit happened to me. And I carried that shit around with me forever. And I realized, you know what? And I did the same shit. I'm a fucking man. And, you know, I want to prove. And then I realized that this stuff happens to a lot of people. A lot of young boys have shit that goes down sexually, especially from our generation. Because we weren't yeah. talking about sex. We were just thrown out there and you learn about it yourself. And we learned it from porkies and porn and HBO and all this crazy important playboy and all these porno magazines. That's I learned sex from other kids my age, you know, and then later in life, I'm, I'm a piece of shit sexually. I have a joke in my act that I was going to my son. I want to teach him my moves, but all my moves, I, I'm pretty sure, are assault. <laughs> you know I mean? um, so, you know, it's just our, you, we, we were kind of left out there. So that's that's so yeah. fucking great of you. A guy, look at you, a guy like you to admit that and say that because there's so many other guys out there who have that in them and they don't. And when you hear somebody say that, it's like, fuck, I'm not alone. It happened to somebody else too. And these things happen. And, you know, 
And then here you are trying to prove yourself for the rest of your fucking life. And now yeah. you've went back and you're fucking, you're arranging this shit. You're replacing these nev- negative blocks in your life, but you can't leave them. You can't leave it. You can't take a block out and leave a hole. You have to put something back in there. You have to put yeah. a block, a positive block back in there. And that's exactly what you're doing. You know? So you went from the fucking evil villain, bad guy right to this yeah. fucking beautiful human being I'm talking to today. That's pretty crazy. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It's heavy. Sorry. It's heavy. It's okay, man. Yeah. Uh, I've never looked at myself as a, as a nice person. Yeah. So when, People tell me things like that. It really. <laughs> I don't know. It just it it feels good. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know how to accept it. I don't know how to to have people tell me good things about myself just because I've always thought I've always thought looked at myself as just a screw up. Like I keep telling myself, don't fuck this up. Yeah. I just keep waiting for myself to screw this up, but I just keep telling myself, do these meetings, yep. read your books, talk to your sponsor, and just don't fuck it up. Don't be, don't do your normal stupid shit. It's so um, funny. I've been 30, I'm 36 years sober, and I still, it's still that simple. It really is. I had a very bad week last week, and the first thing I wanted to do was abuse myself. First thing I wanted to do, 30 years, six years sober, was go and do something dirty sexual and they'll eat something. You know what I mean? It's not always going back to the drugs and alcohol. It's yeah. going to these acceptable things that I could sneak in, I could do, and nobody's going to fucking know. If I go drink or use drugs, everybody's going to probably know. If I go do some weird, dirty shit, nobody's going to know. It's nobody's so going to know. It's nobody's going to know. And it's my little dirty secret that I am so that alcoholic, that addictive, that addiction is talking to me and tells me what I can do. And it's as simple as what you just said. I had to go back to the basics. I had to reach out, I had to read the book. I had to do what I had to do. These little things to bring me back down to happiness, to reality and, 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 and shrink my life. Cause I'll look 20 years down the road. And I'll look 50 years back and I'll fucking hate myself. I got to go right now, this moment, this day, and that's all I got. And I'm going to make it till my eyes shut at night. And that's all my responsibility is. So I know how you feel, man. It's so funny how much I relate to you with this stuff. Because cheaters, we're hurting ourselves. We're hurt. We're doing yeah. it to... We're doing it. We're not trying. I wasn't trying to hurt my wife or my girlfriend. I really did. Wasn't. I was just. This is what I had to do to not feel pain, to feel good about myself, to feel pride, yeah. to feel happy. Yeah, that's it. You know, I, it it was my way of hiding my pain. Yeah. You know, I have. You know, there was like so many people who would tell me, you know. How can you have a bad life? Look at you. You got a great job. You have a great motorcycle. You have a nice car. Look at look at the way you look. How you know? And, and I just sometimes want to tell people, man, you have no idea the pain I'm hiding. 
man, I put on a smiling face, you know, and I put on all this, this, this front, but deep inside, man, everything I'm doing is just to cover up all the pain I, I felt for years. Yeah. And it's just a way of hiding it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like a lot of bodybuilders I know, we're all very insecure, you know, and people always like, well, how can you be so insecure? You get on stage and you're half naked. I'm like, yeah. I'm blinded by the lights. I can't, I can't see anybody out there. Yeah, yeah. I can see my wife. It's pretty much who I focus on. But a lot of the bodybuilders I know, we're all so scared and insecure about everything. I would, we're hiding I, so I would be scared if I, was a, if I was a bodybuilder as my penis in those little tiny underwear. How I was just <laughs> just staring at my little mushroom. <laughs> yeah, it, it does get a little a little embarrassing sometimes out there because your butt's hanging out and your dick's hanging somewhere. <laughs> my dick is never hanged, Rick. My dick points. <laughs> <laughs> it's standing straight up and it's not going far. Uh, 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 I mean, look, we we got to wrap up here, but let me tell you, it's so good to have you on, man. I relate to you so much. Um, I mean, of course, not to your physique or your work ethic, but uh, <laughs> to what happened to you. And 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 I, I wish you all the best. And it's it's you know to come out here and 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 be so vulnerable. Uh, it's going to help a lot of people out. I think who who listen to the show and and watch the show that they're going to understand that even if you do cheat, it's not just the people who got cheated on that are victims. It's, it's the cheaters too. They, they're yeah. trying, you know, they need help too. The people aren't cheating because they're just evil people. I'll, I'll, they're cheating because something's wrong and uh, you know, and you can fix it and you're a, you're a testimony to that. So I want to thank you for coming on and uh, you know, I'd love to have, thank we'd you. love to have you back on uh, maybe down the road just to check in, see how things are going. Let me know. I, I, this helps me just as much as I hope it helps somebody else because me talking about just, I'm sure just as you know, through AA, yeah. me talking about my, my past helps me and hopefully inspires others that you can change. Absolutely. Can be different. I'd love to have you back on. We, we want you back on, but if you come back on, you better still be in shape. You better not get chubby like me. I, I'll always be in shape. I, I will never, <laughs> I will never let myself go. It's something I, it's just my life. All right, good, 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 good. All Incredible. right, bro, thank you. Thanks so much, man, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for having me. I can't wait to come back on. All right, thanks, thanks. Rick. Thank you. Hey, you guys have a good day. You, you too. too. Oh, oh, I love him so much. <laughs> you, I can't believe I know. I was quiet. I was trying not to cry because I'm a, I'm a, a sympathetic crier. Yeah. Yeah, someone cries. I can't. I can't watch videos on YouTube. I mean, I might start crying now because he was crying, and it was so. He. I mean, to see a guy, like if I saw that guy in an alley, I'd be shitting my pants. Oh my god! And when you see a guy like that being so vulnerable and so open, and he's he, and he's he, new, it's fresh. It's so fresh. He's just at the start of this journey too, which is yeah. a rare place to talk to someone about that, especially on it. Yeah, and, you know? and let me tell you something. I wouldn't. That's the guy my wife wants too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy every wife wants. Of course, people are coming up to him in the gym and are like, oh my, thank God your wife's I mean, not here today. Hello? I mean, dude, he's shredded. He's got tattoos. He rides motorcycle. He's a champion at pool. I mean, he's got great hair. I Jet mean, this skis, guy, who would have thought? I mean, every, I mean, this guy, you know, 
really has it going on. And I love this shit in life. I love when people find themselves right. through all the bullshit. They, this guy, life said, fuck that. Yeah. You're going to go deal with this. No more. No more of that. You're going to go deal with this. And he did. And he was, he fucking did it. He reached out and he got help because let's be honest, Gab. Yeah. People get cheated on, cheated on. It sucks. Yeah. The cheaters, the, the people who got cheated on get all the comfort, get all the, the people that cheated just they're fucking pieces of shit. You're garbage. Villainized. And they have to, uh, they have to harden that. They have to become, yeah, fuck that. After, yeah. You know what I mean? You have to kind of own it and be, ah, whatever, right, move on. And you never get to deal with that. And to break that shell, to break that cycle is so hard. So hard because it, it's self-sabotage. It's literally mm -hmm. cutting, but yeah. everyone just villainizes you. Yeah, and let me tell you something. Look, getting a photo of tits, I've gotten them. It's pretty really, cool. They're nice. Pretty cool. You know, getting a, getting a, I mean, cool, I don't man. know how it is to get a dick photo. I would think not as cool. <laughs> not as cool. Not I as mean, cool. I mean, <laughs> my penis is just weird looking. You're like, me. all right, that's <laughs> confirmed. That's confirmed <laughs> what it is. <laughs> it's, it's more, it's, it's more medical at a certain point. You're like, well, that looks a little weird. Yeah. There's no good angle of nuts. <laughs> no. The, I mean, the, there's one angle standard. <laughs> angle and that's bad and then when you start to get creative i want to get a little avant-garde with it that's worse well i have to be honest too vaginas you know girls get a little when, when you just take the picture of the vagina just resting it's a pretty shot if you start manipulating it and opening it up and you take a photo and the flash goes it's off not i will i've jumped out of my chair like did you get it did you, you take a photo of an alien what the fuck right have you ever kind of like stuck your camera in your throat to get a picture of, to see if your tonsils are swollen? That's the that energy. That's the yeah, same thing. Exactly. That's the same picture. Yeah. And I text yeah. both to yeah. my doctor. Yeah. A standing vagina. Fine. A manipulated vagina, a, 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 a played with it. It's just like, listen, I don't need that. In my That's life. not, that's for lights off yeah. time. But a breast always any angle. Don't call it breasts. Titties. That's better. Titties, titties, titty. I'm sorry, you're right. I apologize. Bre titties. Not breast. Yeah, breast was very. Sounds like you're talking about turkey. Yeah, I know. well, I love turkey breasts. Uh, we know. But uh, well, the <laughs> titties. There's no bad shot of a titty. Any titty's good. Right. Well, yeah. that's the same for any kind of torso. You get a shot of a male torso. You get, you have abs going on. Sure, that's great. Yeah, if, you have, if you have abs, but yes, there's no really shot of a. There's no dick pic that's like wow. Yeah. No. I've seen like two dick pics where I'm like, that's a nice piece. Yeah, but that's more of a male. That's more, you're yeah, looking at it as art. I'm, yeah, I'm looking at it like, well, I wish I had that piece. Yeah, well. Yeah, I, I've actually, ha I have a couple dick pics. Just for a reference? From back in the day. You have them still? You've transferred phone to phone? You've kept them? They're in the file called uh, Star Wars 2. That is so fun. <laughs> Star Wars 2. <laughs> The Star Wars memorabilia folder <laughs> killed me. All right, listen, we got to wrap this up. Uh, Gabby, where are you going to be? What are you doing? I don't know. I um, I don't know when this is coming out, so I can't really say. But um, Where can I they find you? 
You could find me on Instagram and Twitter at Gabby is Brian. I have a website, GabbyBrian.com. I have a newsletter called You've Got Mail, bitch, that you could subscribe to. Every time I get your email, you got mail, bitch. I'm like, who are you fucking calling a bitch? (laughs) I subscribed Bobby to my newsletter without asking. (laughs) And if he unsubscribes, I add him back in. He will never escape it. It is so nothing he would ever read. (laughs) And it, it, I send it out and I think of you getting it and I laugh. <laughs> it infuriates me every time. I, I feel like that. you're calling me a bitch and I don't like it. And I am. <laughs> uh, but uh, of course, you go to Robert Kelly Live on Instagram, robertkellylive.com for all my stuff. And I have a book called uh, Cheaters, a, a Man's Guide to Infidelity. It's a how to cheat and get away with it. I wrote it with Billy Burr and Joe DeRosa. But in reality, it's, you know, women are like, well, what the fuck? No, it's, it's for you. Right. Read it. And you can find out if things are going wrong. You can things to look out for uh, in your relationship to know if your uh, guy's cheating on you or not. And know that, you know what, even if your guy is cheating or your man's cheating or you're being cheated on, it's not the end of the relationship. It's not right. the end of everything. And it's not the end of you. You can pick the pieces up. It's just sex. And it's, I guarantee most of the time it's not personal. Uh, so uh, watch the uh, watch the other episodes. If you like this, subscribe, like it. Share it. Share um, it, it, suck it. You know the deal. Yes. And, uh, and there you go. So I'm Robert Kelly. I'm Gabby Bryan. And this is Dear Cheaters. You said you've never cheated on anybody. Me. You've said that. Uh, yeah, I've never. I think it's a lie. It's interesting that you think it's a lie because you do believe, no matter what I say or do, that I'm evil. And I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. I met you when I was 22, an innocent angel. And from that day on, you were like, you're an evil, bad person. And I did nothing to do. I'll tell you why. Because in the Yankee swap, when Lewis said, I will give you this projector for your underwear. Uh-huh. You went into the bathroom and you pulled off your underwear and you th- gave it to him. Yeah, that's hilarious. It's hilarious, but your underwear was slutty. So I know. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Actually, that was, I stated this v- loud and clear. That was my old underwear from like eighth grade, disgusting yeah. underwear. Yeah. And I said, please take these. You have underwear from eighth grade? Yeah, that's a thing that women do that no one talks about is that we keep underwear forever. Why? I know everyone, ask every woman, has underwear from middle school. Why? And then you're just like, one day you're like, why the fuck do I still have this? And you throw it out and you buy new underwear. I think I, I think that's your thing. No, no, I've asked around. You're, yeah, but you've asked around in your Jersey trash. So you yes. need to ask around like in Boston. And they'd be like, no, you're weirdo. Sure, but you bring up a good point that I am Jersey trash. And that's why I traded my underwear. That's true. Okay, you're right. <laughs>